All right, folks, sit back, relax, and have some fun. Here it comes, episode 21. Let's go. And we are back with episode 21 with Something Gate. I'm Jared Sampson. I'm Steve Barta. And thanks again for uh, dropping in and checking out the podcast, everybody. We really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy the uh, new format that we tried in episode 20. We're going to kind of keep rolling with it, open to suggestions. But uh, I went back, listened to it. Steve listened to it. Uh, we're pretty happy with it. So we're going to probably move right along with it. I concur. So what's new with you, Steve? Man, what's going on this week? Oh, same old, same old. Uh, got uh, got some got some good topics here today, and uh, just looking forward to a weekend off. Oh, uh, it's so nice. You got the whole weekend off. I do. Ooh, man, that's nice. I am clearless all weekend, which is interesting and fun. I've got the kiddos. Got my buddy Jimmy coming over tomorrow to hang out. He's got his kids because his wife's working tomorrow night. So, be kind of one of those fun uh, dad and kid weekends, I think. I don't know if we're going to do much besides uh, sit around and just hang out and let the kids destroy the house. And, you know, we'll probably get it cleaned up just in time before Claire gets home, so hey. she'll never know. It's not like this is going on the internet. That's okay. This won't air before she gets back. <laughs> so as everybody can tell, I've been kind of throwing uh, episode 20 all over the internet this week uh, with the culmination of Flategate. I actually went into my Dynasty League's uh, Facebook group and just plastered Plaster our episode all over that. Had a few of the uh, guys text me regarding it, which was pretty cool. Put it up on our uh, good old Sigma Delta message board so you get a little bit more advertisement out there. And the other cool part was Facebook, like, messaged me later on, like, later on in the day today. They're like, uh, hey, you did a really good job promoting your stuff. Do you want us do you want us to give us some money and we can promote it even more? And I'm like, no, no, no I'm good. Facebook. No, we're good. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, your, po- your thing reached a couple hundred people or whatever. And if you pay us five bucks, we're going to estimate that it'll reach about eighteen hundred to eighteen hundred to like five thousand. I'm like, nah, mm. no, I'm, I'm good, mm. I'm good. Yeah, I, uh, I like our our audience. I think we can accommodate them much yeah. more than we can a couple thousand. Hey man, look, I'm all about like if if it picks up and blows up and through the cross promotions of other people and everything, it sounds sounds good. But oh. I'm not like here to try and yeah, like, pay for <laughs> pay for people to come listen to my podcast if I don't need to. You don't own us. <laughs> don't know how that's. You get no, get no Facebook money for me, <laughs> unless you guys start charging for fees for hosting. Because then I'll pay it because you are the Facebook. It's true. So we got a few topics to talk about this week. We've got adulting one hundred and one coming up. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about driving and how to do it properly, and how to not make us want to murder you in the street and drag you out of your car and beat you to death. Yeah, because let me tell you, it was a fun drive here. <laughs> uh, white and nerdy we're going to be talking about the punisher all iterations movie variations thereof uh comments critiques all that kind of thing and of course our hashtag flirt story of the week <laughs> so steve i kind of want to follow up last week we talked about kim davis who mm-hmm. was the uh who is i guess the county clerk in kentucky that was sent to jail for um what contempt of court uh, yeah, she was held in uh, contempt for not following the judge's order to obey the Constitution of these United States and issue the um, marriage certificates to the same-sex couples who were seeking them. Exactly. Um, I was kind of listening to a uh, to another podcast regarding that. That kind of I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast, and he made a really good point of it. Was it was it his podcast? Let me think here. Um, nope, sorry, I lied. It wasn't Kevin Smith. It was, um, uh, Luke and Nick that actually made the really good point on it. I'm sorry. Sorry, Luke and Nick. I apologize for that. <laughs> Luke, hey, Nick. But, hey, Kevin look. Smith, you know, hey. they both have beards. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but no, Luke was making a really good point. He's like, you know, if this, if this chick had such a big deal with it, you know, 
the state shouldn't just remove her from office or anything, but it should be kind of looked at like a contractor type thing. Look, look, I don't want to issue this. Give one, have one of the other people in this office issue them. Right, and but when I'm done. I won't run for you know. Yeah, that's that, like the the adult way. Yeah, Luke, <laughs> Luke Luke really said it well when he uh, when he said you know he doesn't feel that anybody should be forced to do something that they don't believe in but the issue was she also ordered her deputy clerks not to do it because religion right and i don't agree with that because as the 14th amendment states do your fucking job yeah (laughs) i just uh if if you guys haven't listened to their podcast this last one they just posted up i think they did a really good job I, i really appreciated their point of view on it was a very well thought and um and so if you guys don't know they don't really Nick doesn't sit there and talk to Luke and let Luke sit there and think about what he's going to say about stuff. A lot of this stuff comes off of his off the cuff and things. And it's just, I think it was a really good point of view on it. And I kind of tend to feel the exact same way about it. I think in regards to how to handle the situation more appropriately, if, if uh, you know, she actually had a conviction like that and wasn't trying to pull an agenda. But anyway, um, I digress. This week, the new update is that she has uh, she's been released from jail, and she came out to a very famous song that's uh, playing in the background right now. You guys will probably recognize that, and I don't think that they're going to sue me for using it. However, uh, Survivor sent a cease and desist lawsuit order to Kim Davis for the use of their song to not ever be used in her... Uh, well, I guess you want to call it what not PR, but rallies maybe or whatever. Did you see that? Did you see that? Scene? Oh yeah, absolutely. So she comes out to Eye of the Tiger during her get out of jail rally, which I don't understand, but uh, she does come out to Eye of the Tiger and uh, is promptly sued by Survivor. <laughs> it's just, just, I love it. That's and I, be- I believe they went after uh, Mike Huckabee as well. For, uh, <laughs> was that Huckabee that was out yeah, there with so her? Okay. And yeah. uh, they say she did not have authorization to use that <laughs> song and to cease and desist immediately, which I just think is hilarious. Oh, man. So you, when you and I were kind of talking before the show, you said that there's been another like kind of somewhat development in regards to that. Yeah, so, okay, so Survivor sues her, and then one of the guys from Limp Biscuit, who uh, has become a pastor since the band broke up and likes to, uh, you know, video blog from his car, said that she could use any Limp Biscuit song she wants for her future rallies. <laughs> you roll in. Um, <laughs> well, I, she... She chose to use one of their covers. Oh, did she really? And I forget the name of the song that she covered, but it was written by an artist who's openly homosexual. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Funny, funny. funny. (laughs) Another fun thing that happened for me in regards to the story is that when I was kind of um, going off on a little tangent thinking that, you know, maybe she was trying last on the last episode I was saying, you know, maybe she's trying to get in or get backing or had backing from people like the Westboro Baptist church or something like that. Not three or four days after that Westboro, Steve posted up on the something gate page, Westboro Baptist church came out and started calling her a sinner saying she was going to hell and everything, which was freaking hilarious. So I was wrong, but because she's divorced, uh, you know, and they don't believe in divorce and, and, and God hates and, divorce and living in sin with her boyfriend. Yep. So they, uh, yeah, they, they called it, her they, adulterer. They, they showed up and they were like, "God hates your feelings." Was one of the signs that uh, is on there. Yep, so, like a bunch of them, like God hates divorce, uh, divorce, and divorce plus remarriage equals adultery. Yep, and it's uh, another one that I saw that was freaking hilarious. It says Kim Kim Davis makes fags marry or something like that because of her because she was in sin anyway and she was a Christian sinner. So that's what their whole thing is, is like, you know, people that are Christians that are sinning cause all this crap. Uh, that's what that whole basis on that was. I just wow. thought it was, like, ridiculous. I, and I, just, I, I, really, I really wanted to be right, man. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to be like, yeah, that Westboro Baptist Church. Don't worry, Jared. It'll happen sometime. I'm just going to start blaming them for everything bad or saying they're behind everything bad. And eventually, <laughs> eventually, eventually I'm going to get it. will be right. <laughs> so, um... Off topic on that, another one that you posted up on the Something Gate page is uh, 
a couple of screen caps and stuff from the Legend of Zelda oh, cartoon God, series the old back, cartoon from, show. back from the days. <laughs> okay, so so Steve, how bad was it? like? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening. For instance, I saw Morgan, for instance, commented on the on our episode today. So I know he's listening. I'm yep. pretty sure he's never seen that damn show. I can guarantee except for on the YouTube. Because you know what? It was only on Fridays. It was the Friday episode of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. You know, Absolutely. Monday Absolutely. through Thursday, it would be the Mario Brothers. And then your Friday bonus was Legend of Zelda. <laughs> and I was so excited. <laughs> and then Link talked. <laughs> And Link is an asshole. <laughs> like, all the assholes. Oh, man, it was so bad. Oh. Did, you, did you ever get the... Uh, I, trust me, Link. Is it, <laughs> when, I was, when I was coming up, I remember three cartoons or three things that like really kind of stuck with me about that in regards to Nintendo. It was, you know, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with, you know... Um, wow, what's his, what is his name? The guy that played Mario. Um, God, anyway, but... God, what is his name? Jerem DB, help us out. Jesus Christ. No, it's Tugboat, Steamboat, some shit or whatever. Anyway, but uh, I bet you Adam and Rodney are sitting there screaming and going, <laughs> I, I, you know it. But anyway, but, you know, they're doing their live action part. Then you had the Super Mario Brothers cartoon show that was on it. Lou Albano. Oh, yes, Lou Albano. He was awesome. And then, so then, so you had the live action part of the show with him and Luigi and dealing with pizza and plumbing. And then you had the cartoon with Super Mario Brothers. And then you had the other cartoon on Friday that was uh, Zelda. But do you remember the other Nintendo cartoon? I remember um, there was one where, like, the kid would go into the Nintendo and he would drive around with Bigfoot and Captain and in the Game Masters, yes. where there was where they were always they were fighting Mother Brain yeah, from and, Metroid, and he had the the zapper. On yes, his he had the light gun, man, <laughs> and he had the dog. Yeah, they always drive around in Bigfoot, and Mega Man would show up every now yeah. and again. Oh, it was so good. Oh, Mega Man, that show was a blast. I mean, yeah. that that one I really enjoyed. I remember, I remember Kid Icarus was there and yep. everything. Kid Icarus yep. sounded didn't Kid Icarus sound like from New York or something? I. Just, I'm pretty sure it was a cast of about three people. So yeah, it, it was probably had to... so good, man. Um, it reminds me of like the original Voltron where the voice cast was like three different people. Yeah. <laughs> so <they're>, oh, <laughs> the voice so, of Fry is also the voice of Professor Fonroy. So bad. Oh man. It was so good. Like that, that one was, that one I really got a, I really got a, had a, a lot of fun with it because like there was plot, the plot change. There was no over, <laughs> overlying story to it. Uh, it just kind of brought me back a little bit when you brought that Legend of Zelda one up because I remember when the uh, when they brought the the dual bag cereal box out that had the, that had the Super Mario stuff on one side, and Legend of Zelda cereal on the other. I was like, I gotta get it! Oh my god, it's got yeah. Zelda. Considering that I never even owned a Zelda game, <laughs> played them. Played them all, played them a lot. Like my cousins and stuff had them, but until the Super Nintendo, I never owned a Zelda game. Yeah, I had to try and explain to mom once why Link wasn't Zelda. She's like, "Well, if it's the Legend of Zelda, why is he not Zelda?" And I was like, "No, Zelda's the princess." She's like, "I don't understand." And I was like, "I know." <laughs> it's okay, mom. <laughs> you don't need to understand. Just buy me this. <laughs> just, just get it, please. I need the gold cartridge. Gold cartridge. <laughs> You know, I, uh, oddly enough, I never owned uh, a Legend of Zelda game until uh, Link to the Past. Me, that's what I was just saying. Me too, till Super Nintendo, man. Yep. Oh, love me some Link to the Past. <laughs> so you brought up uh, one of the other things we brought up on the Something Gay page was the uh, 10 underrated uh, comic book characters that deserve a movie. Yeah, right? I think uh, with Marvel taking off and everything... Um, they've got some real good opportunities with some of their lesser known properties. I mean, they proved pretty definitively with Ant-Man that they can do just about anything um, and do it well. So I thought that this was interesting. So what I wanted to know, Jared, is which of these uh, fine folks have you heard of before and would you go see their movie? Okay. So we are going to start right here at the top, the list of 10 underrated Marvel characters. So, Jared, what do you think of Darkhawk? Never heard of him. Okay. Um, so you don't know anything about him at all? 
Nope. Okay. Um, I think he would fit in really well in the MCU um, until they can bring Spider-Man in because he is a young kid who basically discovers an alien artifact that gives him a suit of armor and cosmic powers. Okay. Uh, so he could really easily tie into Guardians of the Galaxy and the Greater Infinity War that's going to come around with the uh, you know snarky teenage attitude that uh, Peter Parker would often have uh, brought to the table. Okay. So, uh, Dark Hawk, I would go see it. I think it would be, uh, I think it would be, uh, an interesting take on things. It would things. be, I mean, obviously any MCU movie I'm going to see, um, if it's done by Marvel or Marvel Studios has their hands in it. Um, that one, I just have no tie to the character. I have no childhood memories of it. It's not something that I would put, like, if we're ranking them right now, it would be in the bottom, bottom of the 10. Okay. I know. Fair right, not, not, not off to a great start, okay. but sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> Choice number two, Moon Knight. I would be one of the first people in line to see that movie. Okay, I would love Moon Knight uh, as well. I think he would also fit in really well with uh, Daredevil and the Defenders, kind yes. of the uh, the small screen, uh, small screen wonders. Yeah, I but agree. Moon absolutely, Knight would work. Absolutely a uh, a great property uh, for those unfamiliar. Mark Spector comes into contact with ancient Egyptian artifacts while on a mercenary mission. He is killed by his squad and then resurrected by the goddess of the moon to become a superhero. Because what else are you going to do when you're resurrected by the moon god? Jared? Yeah, of course. Why not? Exactly. All right. <laughs> so, yay to Moon Knight. Yeah. And we hope to Moon see Knight you Moon Knight be at the top of the list. That'd be one of the ones at the top of the list. For All sure. right. Choice three, Morbius, the yeah. living vampire. Yeah, he's dropping down to the bottom. I've had enough of the, enough vampire movies. I don't need one in the Marvel but universe. He, but he's not a normal vampire. Yeah, he's matter. the living vampire. It's okay. So was Blade. But, no, Blade was the, the what, Daywalker. What, yeah, Morbius. What, what, was it because Blade's black? You don't want to, you'd rather watch Morbius? No, huh? I, I, I love I like, the Blade movie. What? Don't you turn this about race, what? Samson. What, you want to see the white vampire movie, but you He's... don't want to acknowledge that Blade is the other? No? Not so much? I don't even know where you're going anymore. <laughs> this is no Blade. I, you know, Morbius could be interesting. Why? Um, Why would it be interesting? Because he's the vampire created by science. He's not like these other, you know, just more traditional vampires that you see in Blade and in other um, genres. He also uh, went from anti-hero to uh, one of the good guys in yeah, the I, uh, I have Midnight one, Suns. Yeah, I have one of the uh, comics, well, had, until I went through the calling, where uh, he showed up with... Uh, spider-man yep yep so i would i mean i wouldn't be opening weekend to see it but i think it could be done yeah it's just gonna it's like i said you know I, again if the mcu did it i mean if you know studios did it i'd watch it and it would go but this would be one this would be below uh, let me like this i'd rather see dark hawk than that okay i got you i do kind of like this uh this image of him though i think that's, that's a pretty, pretty cool pretty good drawing yeah. all right moving on to the submariner namor no. Nope. Me Pass. Either. Moving on. Yep. Sorry. I lied. There's there's one movie yeah. that I wouldn't watch. Yeah. Sorry, Aquaman. You lose. Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Moving on to the man they call Nova. I would absolutely watch this movie. And yes. I can't believe that he's not going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I can't. I, I just really hope that he gets a movie. Because I like him. Yeah. Really, really odd with uh, the Nova Corps being so... Uh, prominent in Guardians of the Galaxy that Nova himself was uh, not mentioned or alluded to or is even on the roadmap for the future. Uh, so, yeah, Marvel uh, would definitely like to see that one. Yeah, I, I don't know a, what the deal is with that. Because, like, the guy that's directing, uh, that's really directing the movie, uh, the Guardians movie, said he's not going to be in two. Yeah. Um, the only I, just don't get, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, the, the he only, got such an opportunity. The only thing that I could really say is he's basically he's basically an intergalactic Iron Man, so maybe they just think their properties are too similar. I don't know if it's that or if I think... I mean, if you really think about it, the fact that Peter Quill is Peter Quill and he's basically just a human with guns, mm -hmm. maybe throwing the superhero thing on their side. I mean, because you look at Drax, superhuman strength, or just, just big guy strength. I mean, he's not... I mean. I don't think he's superhuman strength. I mean, right? I don't know. He was throwing those guys across the okay. room pretty well. So let's let's call it superhuman strength, okay? okay. I mean, at the very least, he's Olympic level, like Eddie Brock. Okay. Would have been. So I guess what I'm, I guess the long and short of what I'm trying to say is, is that with the Guardians of the Galaxy, you don't have a superhero. You want that underdog kind of feel, right? And I think that if you give them a superhero that 
may not make that. It would really, I think, not work in that. I could see maybe that's the, the thing he's going with. Maybe. But I think when it eventually gets around to the Infinity War stuff, you're going to have to have these these epic superheroes pop in to, to just turn the you got to balance the scales somehow. Because I mean, it's going to be ugly against so, Thanos. Yeah, okay. We, we but, can pop on to So, next. yeah, we'll put him somewhere in the mid-tier. Oh yeah, no, that's he. Um, that would be I would. Uh, uh, that's a tie with Moon Knight. Okay, I mean that's that's one of the ones I'm there opening day. All right, moving on. The often overlooked uh, member of Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery because he eventually became a good guy, Hobie Brown the Prowler. I'm really not familiar with him. Okay, um, think of him as kind of your uh, second-rate Tony Stark slash Batman. He's okay. a regular dude, built okay. all his own gadgets okay. to to fight crime after seeing Spider-Man do it. Okay. Um, young kid from an impoverished neighborhood uh, first starts out using his inventions for personal gain, realizes the error of his ways, and becomes uh, a hero in his own right. right. Um, I think he would uh, be a good addition again to the small screen. I don't know if I'd see a feature film with him. I could see that work. He um, he would be good for something like the Thunderbolts, like the bad guys getting yeah. together. To yeah, I could see that. That'd be cool. I mean, like that—that's something I don't have enough. Let me play this. I don't have an aversion to seeing that. Okay. I would I would watch that. Yeah, I would. Uh, I've always thought he's an, an underrated property uh, right. that needed to be uh, in Spider-Man a little bit more. Right. So I think that uh, think that could do well. All right, moving on down the list. Uh, someone from the Guardians realm, Quasar. Absolutely. I would absolutely see. Uh, this is one. I like When I was kind of perusing through these originally, I wrote my notes down, and the three I wrote were Moon Knight, Nova, Quasar. Nice. I would see those three movies. Absolutely. I really like Quasar. I like the – I just – I do. Yeah. Um, for those unfamiliar with him, he's basically the cosmic Captain America, uh, doing fighting the good fight for the sake of the good fight. Yep, for no other reason than evil's bad. Yep, and good is good. Man, look at that jawline too. Now that Quasar Nathan Fillion. Oh, I can see it. I can see it. Nice. All righty. How about Bruce Banner's cousin, She-Hulk? Oh, Jennifer Walters. <laughs> yeah, the Green Machine of litigation. Indeed. I'd watch it. You know why? Because, like, I I would really want to see how they deal with it. Like, you know, I would I would really – I would look at – as opposed to any of the other movies, I would look at this one as their next opportunity to pull off an Ant-Man to where you go – you go, what? She-Hulk, really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Okay. Let's see it. Let's yep. see it. Go ahead. I, I agree. Um one of the more difficult characters to master in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. She's been on my alternate squad for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a compelling character. Uh, Jennifer Walters, a lawyer by day, uh, also cousin to Bruce Banner. Green lawyer by day. It's not like she, no, it's not like she unhulks out. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> receives receives a blood transfusion from Dr. Bruce Banner and exhibits the same green shade, the ex, um, extra strength. She occasionally goes bonkers, but generally has a handle on her internet, and she's green all the time time yeah um another perfect uh addition to the defenders and the small screen list i think uh could she pull off a feature film absolutely uh i'm just trying to think of who they would uh dress up to play her because she's a little bit older than uh someone that jennifer lawrence could pull off i think oh yeah no you need somebody uh, i mean she also need to be tall and the thing that i know that would make this work out well is that after watching guardians of the galaxy and watch and after watching um, they did a really good job with Gamora. Right. I'm like, okay, you can make a green person and I make it look weird. Like, good job. Like you can you can just take that person's color and go, you're green now. Yep. Good. So now I go, okay. Now I'm not questioning whether or not they can do it. I go, yeah. Now do it. You can pull it now off. Now do it on earth in the daylight instead of in the dark space with the fluorescent lighting. Right. So, I mean, who do who do you get to play? Let's see. Let's cast it real quick. Who are we going to pick? Um, <sighs> they got to be tall. It'll be a tall chick. Yeah, if she wasn't if she wasn't signed on with um, Agents of Shield, I would say Lucy Lawless. I think I could see Zena doing that. Oh yeah, you know what? I could too. Yeah, yeah. Um, she could pull it off. Um, but that's the kind of chick you're going to need is somebody that's like tall and okay. Demi Man. Demi Moore, too old. You think so? Good good pull, but too old. Okay. Too but yeah, she's got that jawline and that face. Um, what about, uh, what about the chick from Sin City, the newer Sin City and from 300? Um, 
not familiar oh, with either Oh, God, I wish I had. I wish I had an MDB. Anyway. Well, I guess we can move on from this. You know what? Let's uh, let's table that discussion, okay. and then we'll you know we'll, we'll bring the, it up we'll on follow it up on the you'll next, follow up on the next episode. Next so number right there, note down. Next episode, we'll uh, we'll, we'll cast the movie. All right. You know what we'll do next episode, and uh, we'll we'll touch on it quick, and we'll uh, cast the movies that we want to see real quick. Okay. All right. Coming up next, uh, my personal favorite of the list, Silver Sable. I could see that. Um, that's one that I like. I've got Silver Sable comic books. I've always found her intriguing. I've also found her coming up through my adolescence and everything. I found her very sexy. Yeah, I uh, I would agree. This is probably, like I said, one of my one of my top picks on the list because I love the I love the regular people in the superhero world. Love I love it. I love the Black Widows. I love the Hawkeyes. I yep. love the Phil Coulsons. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see people James Bonding, gadgeting, skilling their way out of you know superpowered situations. And for those unfamiliar, Silver Sable is the for, uh, premier mercenary of uh, the Marvel universe. Uh, sometimes she's on the side of the good guys, sometimes she's not. But, you know, through very meticulous preparation and intelligence and training, she is almost never, uh, never without the upper hand in uh, her encounters with everybody. Uh, she's worked with Spider-Man over the years, uh, been just about everywhere. Uh, she is really cool. Uh, for those of you only familiar with the movies, uh, think of her as a female Nick Fury. Yeah, that's you know because a lot of people want to compare her to uh, to Black Widow and she's not. No. Black Widow's an assassin. Black- this chick is a straight up, yeah, Black badass. Widow. Yeah, Black Widow is a soldier. Uh, Silver Sable is your fighting commander. Right. From the that's it. I never I never thought about that comparison, but that's a perfect explanation. And she is a female in the period. Yeah, uh, definitely one of my one of the top females in the Marvel universe. Yep. And last but not least, uh, a property that I am not real familiar with, Squirrel Girl. Not familiar at all. Yeah. Um, nope. Listed here in her biography as one of the most powerful uh, beings in the Marvel Universe, uh, having beaten the likes of Galactus and Thanos, uh, along with Doctor Doom, uh, supposedly one of the most powerful people in uh, Marvel. Uh, never heard of her. Me either. Now I'm gonna have to. Leo, I'm gonna have to check into that for next for next uh, conversation, maybe. Yeah. So I would I would table this for now. Yeah. But uh, I, I do have I do have one thing I want to say about it. Based on the picture that I see in the uh, screen rant posting, mm-hmm. is that I know who I'd cast as her right now. I'd, I'd cast Maisie Williams. Okay. Just based on it, I just I mean that picture. I'll <laughs> give her give her little, give her brown hair. Yeah. I would cast Maisie Williams. Little Arya Stark action. Yeah. Maybe I'll play that. Okay. I mean, you know, talk about unsuspecting, right? It'd be kind of cool, though. <laughs> yeah, that, but that, that's my that's my you know knee jerk reaction type thing. Sure. All right, man. And that brings us to uh, the conclusion of that list. So, listeners, let us know what you think. Would you go see him? Would you not? And uh, who would you cast as who and why? Keep in mind, it's the Marvel MCU, so you can't double dip. Yep. Phrasing. Hey. Speaking of that, I would like you to uh, play along at the Something Gay Drinking Game. If you hear the Archer reference, hear me say, edit, or if you hear us and take a drink or clang our glasses together, feel oh, free to take a um, drink with us. My friend Beth also says we need to drink every time I say, oh, God, because apparently... I oh, really? Are we gonna, uh, Do we have our first fan suggestion for the for the I, addition to the drinking yeah, game? So every time Steve says, oh, God, yeah, I like it. I got, I, I don't, I'm not aware of it if I say it a lot. You say it a lot now that I think about it, okay. like, now that I'm really kind of getting there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'll ask you a question like, oh, God. Oh, God. I do say a lot. All right. Well, this brings us into our uh, regularly scheduled portion of the show. I can't help it. People are just stupid. <laughs> that is true. So this is going to bring us right on into Adulting 101. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after we refill our glasses, folks. Now back, glasses full-ish for the most part, the bladder's emptied, we're getting right into adulting 101. Steve, what's the topic of adulting 101 this uh, week? Today we're going to discuss how to fucking drive. <laughs> Go on, man, talk oh, to me. Oh my god, I just, just, just coming here today from work uh, uh, down the lovely uh, Interstate I-80, it was just... 
I felt like I was watching a driver's ed video. Like everything could go wrong. It's raining, but the sun is setting just under the rain clouds. So you're, <laughs> I'm blinded and wearing sunglasses, but my windshield wipers are going off. And it's like, I don't understand what's going on. And so, you know, I, I pick up uh, I pick up the pizza from our good friends at Aurelio's of Joliet because we like barbecue chicken pizza and they do the best. And on 9-11, we buy American and buy local. Damn right. Thank you, Luke. Love you, Luke. <laughs> Luke speaks truth. He does speak the truth. And the truth is that bar- barbecue chicken pizza is the greatest thing ever. Agreed. Yes. And so coming from uh, Aurelio's to your house, I cut through the uh, lovely parking lot of the Lewis Joliet Mall where, you know, it's apparently movie night because oh, everybody was no, trying to Friday. pull into the, everyone was trying to pull into the into the theater <laughs> lot and it's like herp a derp, it's a one way oh, lane. Oh no. Okay, so let me ask you a question real quick. Did you drive through the through the parking lot or did you drive around the circle? I went around the this I went around Mall Loop Drive. Okay. So, so I came up Essington. So just so you guys passed, don't think he's a dickhead and like cutting through a mall no, and bitching because, because like and bitching about cutting through a mall and getting stuck. No, no, no. no. He's on a road going yeah. around the mall. Yeah, no. One of the things that we'll talk about is proper driving while in a parking lot because you see those lines that are like stalls for cars. You're not supposed to cross those. What? You drive what? through them. Oh, but in any case, you know, all the cars are pointing a specific direction. There's a big arrow on the ground indicating which direction you should go. It doesn't give you a boost. You don't go faster when you drive but over Steve, it. But, Steve, there's a really nice parking spot if I drive the other direction down the lane. Nope, and- too fucking bad because then you're going to have to try and do an eight-point turn <laughs> to reorient yourself, and then you're going to be sideways in the lot, and then you're going to have the rest of the people who are on the road trying to turn into the same lane as you that are now stuck and on look, an open road. Look, look, unless you're a handicapped person, okay, everybody in this country, everybody in this country can afford to walk a few more steps. So just find a parking spot and get out and walk. Like, I hate you. Like, really, like, it's not, it's not difficult. I just don't understand. No, it doesn't. I mean, I do. I do. People don't want to walk any further than oh, they have to because, but, you know, elevators and escalators. But you know what? You're obviously not that particularly smart because, let's go to the movies on Friday night. We'll get a parking spot right next to the door. No, it's not a unique idea. <laughs> but, Steve, Friday night is the perfect time to go to the movies because movies come out Thursday at midnight, right? Well, I agree. Fine. Go to the movie on Friday night. But realize it's not a unique idea. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get back to the driving. All right. Fine. We're digressing so, on to parking here. Fine. 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 So <laughs> I, I uh, traverse the subdivision where uh, some of our lovely friends and co-hosts live. Um, and I come out on to... Um, Renwick and then on to Weber and I'm going uh, down the down the road to get to your house and there's a semi truck pulling out of the local grocery store but does he pull out into his lanes no he's got to come all the way into the oncoming traffic 50 feet from a stoplight that I just turned left to get into so I turn left to get onto this street that he's now pulling out of I stop because wow there's a big fucking semi in the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and where I stopped, he seriously almost hit my bumper doing the rest of his turn. It's like, what the fuck? So what you're saying is he was a skilled semi-truck driver. Uh, that is not what I'm saying, because a skilled <laughs> semi-truck driver would have pulled out of the loading dock into the big driveway that accommodates your stupid truck so that you could pull out onto the street like a normal person. <laughs> Dick. So did you have any people that were driving on 80 that just didn't understand how to handle the wet weather? Um, Well, I mean, it's I-80. Um. So it's 90 miles an hour. Good God, hold on, let's go. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> two-lane blacktop, and, you know, some people just have to, you just, just got to get around that truck. So, you know. Because I'll tell you right now, like, one thing that drives me absolutely, like, when we were talking about doing the whole uh, driving, when we were brainstorming the adulting 101 section, the thing that really really, 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 really annoys the fuck out of me when I'm driving is that when there's somebody in the left-hand lane that's just driving in a highway, any kind of two-lane road, any, any two-lane road, if you're just driving and not working and not trying to move through traffic, get the fuck out of the left lane. Yeah. If you're in a lane that is the left lane or you're left of a person that is next to you, 
and you're going the same speed as that person, get in front of them, get or get behind them, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, um, that might be coming from uh, from your uh, status as a Michiganer. Yeah, it's it's got to be Michigan back <laughs> because because uh, you know, well, in in uh, Michigan and in Indiana, you know, it's illegal for you to be in the left lane unless you're passing uh that's not the same as in illinois where you can just herp the derp wherever you want <laughs> right where they let and, assholes drive like yeah. assholes or you know when you're on i-80 which is all left lanes so right <laughs> you know you can just do whatever you want i should but... you not i was driving to the city one time back when i worked on, right, right off of damon uh-huh. okay i worked over by uh the united center and i was driving to the city i'm just tear assing up 55 right I'm driving there's a dude in like a 1986 old 88 <laughs> that is doing I shit you not 35 miles an hour. Yeah, I I've seen it too, man. In the left hand lane. Yeah, I've I've driven the highway since I was commuting to Lewis when I was 19. So that's 10, 11, 12, uh, two years uh, since I'm 21. <laughs> now, you since old. I'm 21 now. <laughs> <laughs> So I've uh, I've driven my fair share of highway my 197,000 miles on my torrent right now. Holy shit. So I'm going to I'm going to film for posterity when it rolls past 200 I think. Nice. Uh, I think that'll be nice. interesting to see. Um but I digress. Uh yeah, it's just they're they're called the rules of the road, people. Uh, you they're they're not difficult to understand. Um Reacquaint yourself with them uh, if you have done any of the things that we have uh, mentioned before. But here's my idea. I think that you should have to take a road test every three years. And you get licensed to drive a particular type of vehicle based on that license. So you normally drive in a BMW. Oh, sorry. You lost your BMW license. <laughs> Welcome to the Aveo. <laughs> you, you get a smart car. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Daewoo. Um, because it's, uh, there seems to be such a sense of entitlement for, you know, people with, uh, not to say that, you know, if you work hard and you want to play hard and you want to own a nice car, go for it. I love cars. My brother and dad are both gearheads uh, to the extreme. So, uh, you know, I love cars and uh, I love driving, but some people should just not be allowed to drive the cars that they drive. And I'm sorry, unless you're a Marine, you really don't need a Hummer. Nope. Um, unless your name is Jake Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the need and pimp out are, are two different things. <laughs> uh, our buddy Jake Sanders, I uh, believe he even drives a rally car, doesn't he? I don't know what he drives right oh, now. Okay. All, I, all I ever see is pictures of the, the, the Mach 5. Yeah, and he also got his motorcycle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I saw that too, yep. Yep. Yes. I hate you, Jake. Women want you and men want to be you. So, good job, buddy. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, just jealous because he can grow a beard. Well, I mean, I can grow a beard, too. So. Yeah, but you're you. That's supposed to mean. You're my sidekick. Oh, to back that up? <laughs> we all have to have dreams, Steve. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You can not be the sidekick, you know, at the during the story arc, Death and Return of Steve Bartle. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'll be like Barta Boy. Like Superboy from the <laughs> Superman, Death of Superman series. <laughs> wow! All right, so what do you think about adulting one one? Got any got any final final words for the drive? Learn how to fucking drive, <laughs> please, so I don't have to murder you. Oh, I just like and go to jail and not be able to provide for my family. Yeah, I mean, I just I can't. Have you ever gotten out of your car to argue with somebody? Have you no. ever, have you ever had the road rage incident? Like I get road rage ish. Like uh-huh. I like I'll yell, uh-huh. but like not really at people. And right, kind of like behind them, and I like I'll do the hand flip, like not necessarily a flip the bird, but I'll, I'll give them, what like, the fuck? Oh, you know, oh, you give them? Oh, I'll give them the chin scrub, and <laughs> I bite my thumb actually. Yeah, or um, you know, I'll do the finger wag when I'm trying to get somebody to you know. Move through an introduction. Move through an intersection. Freezing. But, uh, like, most of the time, 
Seventh most marketable skill. All right, well, that brings us right into our next section of the next segment of the show is white and nerdy. And this week we're going to be talking about Punisher. All things Punisher. Basically, we're going to be talking about Dolph Lundgren's 1989 film The Punisher, Thomas Jane's 2004 film The Punisher, the 2008 film by Ray Stevenson. Punisher Warzone. And just uh, you know, this, not by these people, but they're the actors well, who played the yeah. Titan so so they did it. So it's good or bad or indifferent. It's their fault or it's accolade. True. They're the one that you associate the movie with. Uh, we, <laughs> we actually don't know who directed the movies yeah. because doesn't matter. We don't have that kind of attention span. <laughs> but and then the uh, 2015 iteration of Daredevil. I mean of Punisher in Daredevil. Daredevil John Berenthal. 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 Whatever. Sure. Why not? Um, he's been kind of all over the uh, social media stuff lately because he's been posting pics and teasers and shit like that about his version of the Punisher. That's the guy that's from Walking Dead, right? I am going to find yeah, out that's, because I you mentioned that, that earlier. Yeah, that's the guy that played uh, the friend that, that uh, Carl kills in the comic oh, books. Oh, he plays... Uh, oh, God, no, I can't... I know, right? It's like... It's like I'm in Shane. Shane, thank you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Please, Shane. All right. I'll buy that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Steve, do you remember watching the movie The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren back in the day? Very. Like I, I remember that. Like I remember RoboCop. Okay. Like, 80s movie that was all the gun and all the killing and all the 80s. <laughs> I I had it on VHS actually. Um, I think I've seen RoboCop more. I think <laughs> because my parents have seen RoboCop. My parents, like, before my parents wa- let me watch these movies when they came out. So think about it. Like, 1989, I was seven years old. By the time it came out on, by the time I had it on VHS, I was probably 10. Okay. Um, my folks didn't just, like, let me get a VHS and watch it. They they kind of <laughs> screened a little bit. So I think they let me watch it with them one yeah, time. They're, they're, there and I'm like, they're, con- I- they're controlling your entertainment habits at that point. Yeah. But Robocop, they're like, yeah, you know, aside from the really gross scene, like, where the guy's all covered in, like, ooze and shit, and then he splats him with the car, it's really yeah. not that bad. It's just, you know, robot shooting bad guys. Mm-hmm. It's really, and, you know... Yet the Punisher, we just watched a little blurb on it. it like what, fifty kills in it or some uh, shit? It was sixty, if I'm 60? not mistaken. And that motherfucker uses knives. Yeah, in that Dolph Lundgren, the stabbiest stab, Punisher there is. Stab happy Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> so what's your what's your take on it, man? Do you like it? Don't um, like it? You know, I I really um, I Can't wanted I wanted to watch it again for the sake of this conversation. Unfortunately, um, I didn't want to just stream the whole thing on YouTube uh, due to lack of time. Uh, what I remember of it, I remember it being, um, you know, just just very '80s in that same vein as as RoboCop and Predator, and yeah, it it has a. Com- I mean, obviously, it's built made. I mean, built uh, shot in the '80s. It's got a complete '80s vibe. Yeah, to that it. that whole like dark, gritty, you know, Terminator One kind of feel to yeah, it. Um, it really does. I I think I would really like to see it for nostalgia's sake. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the win column. Uh, I'm gonna go with I like it. Yeah, you know, I'd have to say the same thing. I, w- I would say up until that point, I can't really think of another Marvel property that played as well. I yeah, I mean, in the in the late eighties, right? What else was there? Well, they've done they had they had done in a, like Captain America. Sure, movie there at was that a, there was a they Captain America Fury Agent of Shield. Yeah, there was. But that was like uh, in the nineties. I think that was early nineties. Yeah, there there was. A, I know there was a Spider Man TV show, a live action Spider Man yeah. TV show. There was Spider Man and his Amazing Friends and stuff like that. But like movie property, right? I, I can't. I just, you know, that was obviously that might have come off the heels of Tim Burton's Batman. Oh, because that was eighty seven. No, 89. Was it? Oh, okay. So about the same time. So maybe that's what spawned it, them trying to do something a little bit darker than huh. that. But, uh, you know, I, th- I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for, for its time, I, I think it's definitely worth a look. I, you know, based on the based, we watch a short, uh, we watch a short little five, six minute uh, clip on YouTube, just kind of refresh a little bit and went through the kill counts and everything. But I got to say, based on the kill shot, action scenes of it and everything it looks like it holds up i mean yeah. the movie the the movie looks like it holds up and then we watch a short little clip where he's interacting with lewis gossett jr in a prison cell yep and that even looked like it held up i yeah, mean because i mean what's an 80s movie without lewis gossett jr like you were saying earlier it's the 1980s samuel jackson <laughs> True and everything <laughs> 
But uh, I mean, they they dyed his hair black, so he looked the part. He was big. Yeah. He was tough. But he wasn't like he wasn't like Dolph Lundgren big. Like he was no. he was he was dude big. Like right. he was ex soldier. Yeah, he wasn't he big. wasn't Rocky Four big. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. But he was looked good. So uh, you know, he had he also was like, and he was covered up too. He was yeah. like. He, he wasn't, like, running around like with, like, earrings and, like, a black leather jacket and studs and, like, I'm the Punisher. No, no he looked like the freaking Punisher. Like, I looked at him and went, yeah, I okay, mean, that's as- the Punisher. Aside from a distinct lack of that iconic skull, uh, very, very, very much like That was the thing. that I, I remember talking to my cousins when I was younger, and one of the things that we that we complained about for – I don't remember why I remember this, but I remember one of the things we complained about. I was like, why does he have a skull on his shirt? He's a Punisher, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Like we didn't just we didn't say like oh, like sixty awesome freaking kills. No, it's just no, like why didn't he have a t-shirt? Cool shirt. <laughs> Dumb kids. Because he doesn't need one. <laughs> what? So that brings us to 2004 when Thomas Jane plays the Punisher. Indeed. Um, where does where does this sit with you? I put this at the top of the three. Um, it is my favorite movie version of the Punisher. Um, I think it was well cast. Uh, I know I said previously that I think Thomas Jane looked like he was always about to cry. Um, I did rewatch it just last night, and I think um, I made that statement in error. I think he actually did have that air of badassness around him that the the Punisher needs. Uh, I particularly like the the choice to uh, have it set in Tampa. Uh, as opposed to New York or Chicago or someplace, because when you're even though it's not part of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, when you're talking about you know superhero properties, everything takes place in New York, New York, New York, New York. And I was I thought it was really nice to um, put him down someplace where it's sunny and it's hot and it's humid and there's all these different colors. Yeah. And you have all these different ethnicities yep. and you know you've got you know the beach and the the bridge. And Kevin and Nash is in it. <laughs> got Diesel in it. <laughs> Sorry. Just one of the things I always remember about that is him in a fucking sailor shirt and beat to death in a freaking apartment. Anyway, sorry. Um, I like Harry Heck. Um, I think the, uh, the theme song, the, the, the theme song of that movie, you know, live once more to die once more. Um, I think it fit the vibe of the movie perfectly. Uh, there's an old GTO in it. Yeah, no, that was a, that's a cool part. Um, but uh, I really like his his background. So the only thing that I think um, I can hold against it is they were way too heavy handed in the opening shots of oh, the best man I know, the best soldier, best cop, best person ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, we OK, we get it. We like Frank Castle. He's one of the good guys um, to see him then fall. I think you need just a little bit of an element of him having a darker side before all the shit hits the fan in order to truly understand his character. Yeah, because I think I think what I felt the, the one of the issues that I had with the movie. OK, now I'm saying this with a background. So know this. I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Still do. I would watch a movie right now if it was on. I love that movie. At this point, I'm just we're, I'm just critiquing. This isn't like oh sure, that movie sure. sucked. But my one of my critiques on that movie was I felt like that like that movie was more like a Man on Fire or an Equalizer type movie. I didn't feel that it was the Punisher. Okay, I felt like it was a you know man done wrong. Too much of a straight revenge story. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of where I was. That's kind of where I felt with that one. All right. And because, and generally with the Punisher of the of the limited amount of the comics of the Punisher I read, because I'm not a huge Punisher fan. Like I read the crossovers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't generally collect the Punisher comics or hadn't in the past. One of the things that I that I like about the ones that I've read is that the Punisher generally is ultra violence. Not the word I'm looking for, but he. It's not a revenge thing, it, like, and that's why I like the Thomas Jane thing that we watched earlier. Mm-hmm. That like that little ten minute clip, and yeah. you got, if you haven't seen, guys haven't seen it, what was it called? It's called uh, Dirty Laundry. It's a it's a YouTube movie that he and his uh, friends put out to try and regenerate interest in the character before uh, Ray Stevenson and Warzone came along. Uh, they did this little clip to be like, hey. You know, still out here, still willing to do this thing. Is there any fan? Like, how many likes can we get on this to generate interest with the kinda studio? Like, kind of like the create? Deadpool test film, basically. Test stuff yeah, um, where you know, uh, you know, Thomas Jane as the Punisher is going in this laundromat in the middle of the hood, and uh, you know, living out of his van and. 
he says in the film that he's you know six months sober, but you know obviously just uh, just kind of shattered, not so much on a mission as he was at the end of his film, but then sees uh, sees the state of affairs in the in that part of town and decides to take it into his own very capable hands. So uh, check it out. I mean, like it, like on that short, that I was ready to watch that Punisher movie. Like yeah. like you know what the difference between punishment and, and justice. justice? Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like that, okay, that was awesome. But I just didn't think that the movie, the one that was made in two thousand four, was the Punisher. Like I could see, I could see it, and I see where he went with it. And I was, I mean, it was a good movie. I really like it, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't get that Punisher feel. You know what I mean? That that was my only critique. Of the I got you. Yeah, the from I might have read a bit more of the Punisher comics than than you have. He, it was always like Frank Castle seemed kind of half crazy, and like some of the books he was in, he's very cold, calculating, literally fighting this right. war. And right. The, and the other half of him, he's just batshit crazy. Exactly. Which is which is what leads me right into my thing of the three of, of the three that I like the best. Okay. Warzone. That's the Punisher that I know. Okay. That that is a guy that's bringing. Six guns on his side, two automatic rifles, a shotgun, grenades, everything everything to a fight. And all he is doing is fighting the shit that he thinks is bad, whether it's bad or not. Yeah. If Frank Castle thinks you're bad, you're dying. Yeah, pretty much. The end. Um, he, like, if you, you look at Ray Stevenson in it for the most part, yes, you have the parts where him as as Frank Castle the interaction with the different with uh, the wife and everything mm-hmm. you have that interaction but when he like flips like, over to the punisher he's, he's he is, still human but he flips that switch and you get like when we were watching the clip i don't know like one of the thing that i that i noticed when i was watching the movie when it first came out that really made me dig the movie i saw no emotion in his face it mm-hmm. was all about it was a war it looked like he was just a robot fighting a war mm-hmm. and that's what i really dug okay um i i do like the film uh, i rented it like i said wednesday night and watched it again last night in, mm-hmm. in preparation for this uh i like it i i don't want you to to think that i don't uh i like exactly the, i like the skull on his tack vest and oh, so cool. you know he's he's very he he walks the walk yes um as a as a film, I, I don't particularly think they knew what they were doing. There's like these kind of weird offbeat comedy moments in the I agree, of the especially with um, um, Jigsaw. Yeah, and like yeah, that, that, I, mean, I will agree with you. That, that was bad. The opening I mean, the opening sequence when he's spinning upside down from the chandelier. I was like, okay, can we rip Boondock Saints any further than we already have? <laughs> right, I hear you. Um, the shooting the guy in midair with the rocket launcher. Like I laughed. I like I laughed out loud at yeah. that. But I was like. This doesn't really belong in a Punisher kind of right. movie, um, <laughs> right? And right. then, um, shit, I forgot where I was going. Um, like they they kind of glossed on his on his backstory, which is fine. You don't really need to know too much about um, about Punisher, other than you know his family dies and he goes uh, after the bad guys. Um, I think I think the point that I was going to make <clears throat> in regards to the regards to these three movies is kind of the same argument that I make when you look at a superhero that's had multiple actors play him, mm-hmm. such as Batman. Okay, I don't think that every Batman is a good Bruce Wayne. Okay, mm-hmm. I think, for instance, me, my favorite Batman, my favorite Batman person plays Batman is Christian Bale. I like the way he plays the character. Okay. I like it. I like the gruff voice. I, even people make fun of it. I like it. Okay. My favorite my favorite Bruce Wayne is Val Kilmer. I think Val Kilmer pulled off Bruce Wayne excellently. Mm-hmm. Followed shortly thereafter by George Clooney. Mm-hmm. I think pulled it off excellently well too, but I hated his Batman. <laughs> Whereas if you look at <clears throat> if you kind of look at the Punisher in the same light, I want my Frank Castle to be Thomas Jane, and I want my Punisher to be Ray Stevenson. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I want the guy that's gonna that that's gonna be. Hey, this is my Frank Castle persona, so I can deal with people in my day to day life. Even though I it doesn't have like a job and shit, but like you know, he's the people that he's got the personal relationships with. I want that to be the Thomas Jane type character. Okay, and then the Punisher. I just like if I could take Thomas Jane and get that type of act like that type of basically what i got out of the short uh-huh. for that movie it would be a hands-down favorite no problem okay you know what i mean i got you okay damn it i had a whole i had a whole like thing about okay we'll take a minute movies and i can't 
All right, so to the small screen now, um, for those of you who have followed the podcast, you know that Jared and I both uh, like the Netflix original series Daredevil, which uh, season two is going to be showing up next year and is going to feature uh, some key elements of the Daredevil universe. Uh, including Electra and our current topic, The Punisher. Yeah. And it's played by our good buddy John Bernthal, who is uh, one of the more favorite characters when it, in regards to uh, The Walking Dead that people like. I've seen a lot of people digging on him. Walking Dead is a TV show that I absolutely hate. Can't watch it. I'm over it as well. Um that will be a topic for discussion uh, in White and Nerdy at another point. However, this character's acting, I really, really liked. I liked this character. I liked the way he portrayed the character. I thought it was a good per- uh, good interpretation of it. So I'm kind of stoked to see his Daredevil because just based on the pictures that he's shown, the, like the black and white shots from the set and everything, and the way he looks... I think he'll be able to pull off the small screen Daredevil. I mean, small screen Punisher very well. Um, yeah, um, I know they did a lot more with uh, the character of Shane on the TV show than they did in the comic books. Um, real good uh, villain, so to speak. Uh, even though the zombies are your your main villain in Walking Dead, but um, a great counterpoint to the uh, very altruistic Rick Grimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got that. You know, everyone's the hero of their own story, and he absolutely thinks that what he was doing was the correct move at any given time. Yep. And even as, even in the audience, you know, you think he's kind of a dick or whatever, but there were still points like when he was, you know, training Andrea how to how to shoot and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, he's being a dick, but he knows what he's doing, and right. um, he's gonna he's gonna pull that off. Obviously, he's proficient with firearms because there's just some stuff that you can't fake on a TV show. Right? Um, he knows. I think he's definitely going to be able to pull the look off, just you know, tuck them ears back a little bit. Yeah, those are big, yeah. dude. Jesus. But, uh, Especially that shaved head. Woo! Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he can absolutely uh, absolutely pull off uh, Frank Castle and, and Punisher. It would be interesting to see what uh, direction Marvel's going to take that. Um, you know, obviously Daredevil is the is the full-on hero of that series, uh, Punisher never really a part of the Defenders or any group for that matter. Uh, but he too. shows up a lot in the Daredevil's universe. Yeah, he's uh, well. He with, with it being with the whole Kingpin thing, he shows up. a yeah, lot. Yeah, they're you know definitely got a got a mutual uh, rogues gallery, and let's not forget that the Punisher got his uh, debut in Spider Man. Yes, he did. Best character. <laughs> so uh yeah we'll we'll see where that goes uh i'm really excited um facebook announced recently that uh jessica jones is going to drop I on netflix november 20th so that's your next uh entry into the marvel universe i'm really excited but you know why because i don't know anything about jessica jones yeah um I'm, but like the way the way they wrote up a little burb about it i think it's going to be freaking awesome and i think i think people are going to really people that aren't even like like superhero fans are going to really dig it correct Correct. Yeah, for those of you unfamiliar, uh, Jessica Jones is a former superhero who loses her powers and becomes a detective. Oh, man. I know a guy that's a detective. Yeah, me too. You got your... I don't, uh, I don't know if she has any degrees in murderology and murderonomy. But you got yours, right? I absolutely have mine. You got your pipe? Absolutely. You got your hat? Of course. Detective without his hat. So. <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> it's time. For the hashtag Florida story of the week, oh, folks. It's the favoriteish time of the week. Oh man! All right, Steve. I don't like the smile on your face. This 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 one could be this one this one could get, oof. Might have to might have to delete this one or edit this one out of the entire podcast. Yeah, hold on. All right. So, Steve, let's say you're a teacher in Florida. Uh, you do say "oh god" all the time. Holy shit! Who, who brought that up? Beth? Did you say your name was Beth? Yeah, my friend Beth. Oh, good catch, Beth. I like it. That's getting at. That's beautiful. <laughs> so you're a teacher in Florida. Okay. You tried to stop yourself from saying it, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that uh, you had back 
pain and neck problems. And I'm familiar with that. And, uh, you know, the, the, you just need somebody to take care of it. What would you do? Like if, you, if you're a teacher in Florida and go you go to a doctor, no, no, you're in Florida, Steve, go to an alligator. No, no. Let's say, let's say you're looking for somebody to take care of it in the school. What would you do? <laughs> go to one of the kids who deals drugs. Ooh, you had the first part, right? <laughs> and what would you trade the child for giving you a neck and back massage? Oh, please tell me it's Steve. not sexual favors. It is not. Oh, okay. Good grades. No extra credit. Okay, um, I'm guessing it's not lunch money. Something they can suck on. Candy, lollipops. This is from Port St. Lucie, Florida. Headline reads: Teacher uh, Treasure Coast mom claims teacher traded lollipops for massages. So, uh, what happened here is. Uh, a Treasure Coast mom is upset a teacher is back in the classroom after she allegedly traded lollipops for massages from young students. Crystal Leon told W. How young are the students? Hold on. Crystal Leon told <laughs> Crystal Leon told WPBF twenty five News her third grader at Renaissance Charter School at Tradition was given lollipops by a female teacher to give her massages on more than one occasion and was even pulled out of class to give the teacher a neck rub. I quote, she came into my daughter's classroom and asked her teacher, hey, I need her for five minutes, Leon said. Then she brought my daughter into an empty classroom and said her students gave her a headache and needed a massage. My daughter gave her a neck and back massage and she sent her back to class. Okay, how does your third grade daughter know how to give a neck and back massage? I don't know if she necessarily does, but it's terrifying. Um, so... She's flipping out Could because... you just picture her, like, laying across the desk and be like, <laughs> kid working on her. Like, Boy, you got a lot of stress up here in your shoulder. It's so bad, man. Oh, what the hell? And so, the, so, the mom, so the mom reported, uh, contacted, so it's a charter school, right? Okay. So she contacted the charter school and their corporate headquarters to report to the teacher. Uh, they said, and then the corporate uh, people said that uh, they told her the teacher was suspended for two days during the investigation, and then the investigation was over, and she was reinstated back to the classroom. Um, so other parents are contacting her that they question their child, and their children are also giving massages for lollipops. So the news uh, reached out to Charter Schools USA, the company that operates Renaissance Charter School, the tradition, and received the following written statement. Our highest priority is the safety and security of our students. We take all allegations very seriously and conduct a thorough investigation. We've taken all appropriate actions. However, we cannot discuss any specific student or personal issues. So here's the deal is that I don't know and nobody can know if this is necessarily true, right? Yeah, it's uh, the word of a third grader. Versus the word of the teacher who's being accused. So, however, if that teacher, regardless of the payment for services rendered, I think, like this could have been a lot worse. Let's be honest. Right, right, right. <laughs> but but the other thing is, is that obviously it happened to where this teacher pulled the daughter out of class from another class. Like, yeah. Hey, you're the you're the good one. So, like, how often has this happened for there to be this baseline of right to for ranking? Like, hey, you're the best one of this. It's so yeah, bad. That's really weird. That's no, because what's what's third grade nine ten? That's my son's age. Yeah, that, that's so Connor's age. He's, yeah, he's eight. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's nephew. That's nephew territory. And like I said, I don't, I don't under, I don't know where my nephews or kids their age would pick up massage skills. I, my son tries to rub people's shoulders all the time. <laughs> I, I had to tell him to stop. He's being weird. <laughs> like <clears throat> this could have been a perfect storm of oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm like whatever. It's just it's it's all it's all bad. But the fact that th that nobody's arguing the point, like. That nobody is arguing the point that this teacher came and took the girl out of class to go get a massage yeah. in the empty classroom. Like, really? That notice the charter school didn't say shit. Nobody said shit about that not being true. Yeah. 
I mean, okay, so so a teacher gets like, suspended. Like, do, you get during... a, do you get a hall pass for that, or like, what do you? <laughs> no, the teacher came and got her out of class. She came to the class in front of the other teacher. To grab, like, what the fuck? How do you do that? Like, this is suspicious at all. It's, it's we're a charter school. We're forward thinking. I need you. Um, I need your three third grade hands on my neck. No, at no point. At no point as an adult can you think that's okay. No, yeah. At any point. Wow, that's pretty bad. At any point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, my God. I just can't believe this fucking state. Um, so what do you think, Steve? Want to do some promos and get out of here? I think uh, we got to be about that time, huh? It's right right there, man. Okay, yeah. So This uh, format's falling in right where we I, want I, it. I, I am enjoying this a lot. We, we, we'll lead off. We with hope you guys I, like it. Yeah, we'll lead off with whatever we've got on, uh, on our webpage, and then we'll go into our white and nerdy, and we'll talk about some adulting, tell you about what we like, and then we'll be bowing out. After our hashtag Flirta yes. story of the week. Detective Steve. Bon, bon, bon. Do, 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 do. That's do, right. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm excited. hundred more box tops and I'll get my uh, degree in murderonomy. Ooh, buddy. That'd be nice. That's fantastic. So I'd like you all to uh, check out the other shows on the Disease Network. The flagship program, You're Going to Get a Disease. Um, with Luke and Nick, I'm sorry. With Luke and Nick, yep. Um, we've also got um that just happened with Adam and Rodney, your weekly source of audio, weekly source of audio debauchery. Man, snake bites are kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> the Vag dialogues with our good old Mama Claire. Oh, Dosh drunks with Nick and Jonah and their oft included EP Brendan Oprazetic. And the new show coming out on the network pretty soon here, Backslash Where We Rule with uh, Ryan and Caesar. I'm still waiting for Ryan to get his lazy ass together and uh, get this fucking thing <laughs> edited, which yeah. is not very hard. Phrasing. Because, dude, you got to understand one thing. You edit it really good the first time, you're going to have to edit the rest of them really good. If you do a <laughs> shitty job the first time, you can pretend you just get better as you go through. And everybody's like, wow, you're doing such a better job. So post it already. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, if you're gonna have, uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna get that pool from uh, from Sex Drive, then uh, come on, you gotta live up to it. Yeah, come on, man. So this is Jared. I'm Steve. It's been September 11th, 2015. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Night.